Back speaking with Tim Harrison this morning from Ionic Rare Earths. Tim, morning. Good morning, Andrew. Look, end of January, Tim, already been a, a busy start to the year for you. A couple of milestones uh, you've hit. Suppose the, the mining licence being signed for Makutu, uh, a big achievement for you. Yeah, a, a tremendous achievement. It's uh, it's taken a while, uh, but we've got there. Um, and now on the back of that mining licence, we're, we're able to progress you know, several of those strategic partner discussions that that uh, we can now move forward. Um, well, we've got our feasibility study. Uh, we've got our environmental permits. Now we've got our mining license. So systematically working through that process, ticking the boxes, uh, positioning ourselves for for final investment decision later this year. And also ticking the boxes as far as the magnet recycling plant in Belfast. You're now 24-7 uh, in operation. Yeah, that's right. So um, getting that demonstration plant running 24-7 enables us to, to produce more product, uh, produce more data to validate the, the flow sheet, the process, um, and a feasibility study, which we've initiated as well. So, um, you know, feasibility study targeting commercial development in Belfast, uh, but importantly, with that demo plant running, product that we can put in the hands of the supply chain and, and the groups that we're talking with now. You know, one of those groups under the collaboration agreements, less common metals and Ford. Um, and now with availability of more product, we do see more of those relationships uh, coming to the fore. Just remind us, Tim, what are the products you're looking to produce in Belfast? Yeah, so we're going to produce uh, separated um, magnet rare earth oxides. So, um, Neodymium um, oxide, praseodymium oxide are two light uh, magnet rare earths, but importantly, it's the heavy rare earths. It's dysprosium oxide and terbium oxide. And these are products that, uh, you know, 98% of the world's supply comes from China now. So being able to produce those high purity products, um, put them in the hands of, of supply chain partners in the West puts us in a, in a very different space um, when it comes to the technology and, and our role in those new supply chains that are forming. And look, Tim, to oversee strategic direction of Ionic, you've appointed Brett Lynch. He's incoming the as the new chairman. Tell us a bit about Brett. Yeah, so Brett, um, I think a lot of investors will, will know Brett from uh, from Sayona Mining. You know, had a, had a tremendous run um, up to the ASX 200, um, and I think Brett comes on board and is going to be a tremendous asset for the business. Uh, been speaking to Brett for, for a while now um, and, and you know, explaining, uh, discussing and looking at opportunities for us to, um, to accelerate what we're doing in the supply chain uh, and the relationships that we're building. Um, so I think, yeah, Brett coming on board uh, is a tremendous, uh, a tremendous move for, for the company uh, and a vote of confidence as well for, from Brett uh, with a significant investment um, upfront. So I think, you know, that's gonna be tremendous. Um, I, I think that that vote of confidence uh, bodes very well. Well, look, Tim, as far as 2024, what can investors expect to see from Ionic Rare Earths? Well, I mentioned just before, you know, making product in Belfast, uh, having that demo plant running, it's a perfect marketing tool for us now to, to better engage with those, those groups that we're talking with now in the supply chain. You know, a number of visits sort of planned over the next six months with, with various groups coming through and, and evaluating opportunities for us to roll this tech out um, across, you know, a number of different uh, opportunities globally. 
but we're also on the cusp of making mixed rare earth carbonate um, at Makutu from a demonstration plant. That again is is incredibly important for us to start to put product, you know, magnet and heavy rare earths um, in the hands of some of the groups that we're talking with now, um, and and positioning Makutu to to go towards that investment decision later this year. So, you know, we do anticipate this year being in a position to to commit Makutu at least the stage one production uh, from the project to uh, one of these new uh, supply chains that are, that are going to emerge. Um, but then to, to work towards potentially growing the, the project, um, you know, I think is a, is a pretty exciting uh, 12 months ahead. You know, we should have an updated exploration target and uh, mineral resource estimate, which will go towards the, the next mining license application later this year. Um, and so, yeah, as I mentioned, bodes quite well for, for growing the asset uh, over, over the next 12 months. I suppose, Tim, just finally, for investors listening, uh, listening to to this video this morning, how do you reckon, given your assets, given the opportunity, how do you reckon your market cap sits in relation to your rare earth peers? Look, I, I think all of the rare earth peers have, have had a bit of a, a whack um, of late, given the the pullback in prices. You know, you're probably looking at at drops over the last couple of months of of ten to twenty percent for for rare earths, specifically the the magnet rare earths. Yeah, light rare earths, NDPR has, has dropped quite a lot, whereas some of the heavy rare earths are holding their value. But, um, you know, I think we're, we're all sort of feeling the, the pain from the market and sentiment around rare earth pricing. Um, but at the end of the day, the fundamentals haven't changed. Um, supply cannot meet the demand. And so bringing new supply online is likely to be met by uh, a lot of uh, appetite from supply chain, looking for for new material to go into the electrification of automotive, but also um, the energy transition, um, and uh, you know, for those sovereign um, opportunities, military and defence. Good to speak, Tim. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Andrew.